and we'll just uh, we'll just count it in and and get to it. So three, two. And welcome to our fourth episode of Podcast for the Recently Deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. And this is our special last episode of Just Audio. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. We're, uh, <clears throat> starting uh, the first Tuesday of January, we should be Tuesdays at 8 on Twitch. This will be a live radio show where uh, we encourage you to call in and chat with us about our topics from week to week. Uh, also, we have a small little announcement that the first episode has been re-uploaded with the audio repaired. I'm not quite sure what happened um, the first time around, but the it definitely sounds a lot better this time. So if you tried to listen to the first episode and couldn't get through it because the audio was so messed up, go back, re-download and also thank you for bearing through it <laughs> <laughs> yes yes oh yeah also coming in january with with twitch and everything we'll have youtube and uh so many more ways to to like uh follow subscribe etc uh so thanks for um bearing with us through the through the growing pains of the first few months yeah it's going to be an awesome relaunch um of what we've been doing i think that it's going to really start hitting a stride and the viewership and everyone interacting with it, I think will just heighten what we're the discussion about the stuff that we love. So, and it's going to be great. Absolutely. So, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about lamb and black sheep, not, Mm -hmm. not the Chris Farley, David Spade, uh, comedy. (laughs) Um, but the 2006 New Zealand, uh, horror comedy, um, that uh, that introduced a lot of cool uh, concepts. Um, particularly for me, I enjoyed the were sheep. You know, we we yeah. seen werewolves so many times. Um, big fan of were sheep. Also, like zombie sheep. Uh, you know, lots of different types of of horror movie trope um, sheep. <laughs> yeah, hold, uh, yeah, hold, hold any of elements and kind of a unique take, including uh, a random farm animal with a, you know, unassumingly, and they play on that, and they really make it a lot about sheep uh, entirely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The, all the plots are about sheep in that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, and lamb is, you know, it, sheep are the focus. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, very different movies. Um but let's kick it off with uh, with Lamb. Uh, all right, all right. So, so how did you first hear about Lamb? So, because I think you told me about it. I don't remember, or I might have seen the DVD art of the the Lamb's Eye, and then never thought about it after I saw the art. So, how did you come across realizing we should watch it? Yeah, for me, Lamb uh, came to me. Uh, now I don't watch trailers. I avoid them like the plague. Um, yes. As, as someone who, like, studies film, a trailer can give away way too much information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to I like to know like, the name of a movie, who's in the movie, and, you know, and give me the log line, right? And I'll, and I'll take that to the theater. Uh, yeah. Lamb it was a trailer I ended up seeing somehow, uh, probably like a Facebook ad or something, some algorithm <clears> somewhere. <throat> 
And, you know, I love New Mirror Pace, so I, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch this trailer. And I, I was very interested right away. Like, right. We just, we just talked about antlers last week, and it looked like a creature feature. Uh, you know, a uh, little artsy, slow burn, you know, lots of, lots of great elements. So, like so well I was very crafted. Yeah, yeah. Not so, like a garbage trash mash produce type thing. As it was a well crafted movie. Yeah, for, from the trailer, I I thought I'd be watching an art house creature feature. Mm-hmm. And uh, the art house part is accurate. <laughs> it's still yes. that. Yes. It's still a twenty four. So it's still all the same elements of making sure it's a highly refined piece of art, which is what they're known for. So that's still there, but. The creature feature element, it's not that simple. Or it's right. it's just not. We, we do <laughs> in the we traditional do get, sense. Yeah, we do get creature and we do get I I would call it a, a payoff, but it's it's very small if if that's what you want. Um, but as far as like the story is concerned, we definitely it, it the the film does deliver. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, no, it it definitely does. It's just it's funny that we're talking about the two of them <clears throat> hand in hand. They're so diametrically opposed as far as uh, filmmaking, what they're trying to achieve and what they're trying to say. And But they're both enjoyable movies. And so it's just, it's a fun thing. Like, I think this showcase is just the spectrum. And it's a really great way to, to just address that. That this can be good, but this can also be good. Even though they're completely uh, different pieces of art. Exactly. And I mean, in every way. The, there's the yes. only thing that these two movies have in common is sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. So Lamb starts off. We have this husband and wife. Um, they're farmers, sheep farmers, uh, lamb farmers. I, I mean, I, I don't know what the difference. Lamb, sheep, goat. They're all the same animal to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry if that offends people who know the difference. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's farmers that are you know, mashing their teeth. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know in the film and they don't really talk about it. And we will get about the idea of them being kind of out in wilderness and just living their life, their farm life. Um, as far as income, I don't know what their product is, if it's milk or just wool or how that all happens, because for the most part, they're just isolated going right. through the motions of what that is like day to day. They're birthing, raising and, seemingly doing something with them. I just don't know what it actually is. Right, right. And it's and not it's, important. It's just, it's there. Right. No, exactly, exactly. And one thing I loved about this movie was I think we went like, I know 15 minutes is an exaggeration, but it felt like 15 minutes without a single line of dialogue. Mm. And and just some beautiful shots and some, yeah. some amazing use of symmetry uh, whenever he did like a farm, like in the barn shot, like down the aisle with the mm-hmm. sheep to the left, the sheep to the right, um, just some some really excellent, uh, you know, art, if you will. Like this is just yeah. like a beautiful movie for the first you know ten fifteen minutes of just this couple farming, and they have very little to talk about because they live in the middle of nowhere in Iceland, and they don't have neighbors. And as far as you know, they don't have contact with anyone unless, except for when they drive into town. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason that they might have to do A, B, or C. 
they just they're self-sustaining um they don't talk about you know obviously they have modern goods so they do have to access the roads or the towns but to your point the the way that it is shot it is it, it's it's an art piece everything that's framed a certain way and it's just meant to be because there's not a lot going on it has to be executed at a high level so that visually you're still engaged in everything that's composed in the frame because everything's important it's intentional it's meant to um to just bring you in we always talk about immersion that's the way that they are primarily doing it um that has to be at a high level in order for a film like this to sustain your attention <clears throat> oh absolutely um so so the first bit of action we get is the birth. You want to just we'll run through beat by beat on this yeah, one and just yeah, talk about yeah. so, okay. I, I so yeah. And 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 not to to digress for our for our listener. Uh, I think we we've kind of established that we do that, and I think we could do that. That could be our thing. We could just literally walk people through a movie. Uh, sure. So. With that being said, we're obviously going to discuss the details of it. The, 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 what we do isn't necessarily a review at face value. We review the movie and try to give you input before you go watch the movie. We watch the movie. We think you should be watching the movie, and we're just going to get right into it. So be prepared. Yeah. Uh, so it starts off, and it's all slow. The, the thing that you hear, the first shot, is the breathing. Right. You hear the creature unknowingly but you hear breathing you hear a presence coming on screen or it's the one advancing the frame it's encountering the horses and then you see it into the barn and what i think you get the first taste of what they're going to be doing in this movie in that first scene because everything you hear that's happening off camera is by the the creature that you're not seeing this this presence it's making sounds and all of the lambs all the sheep lambs whatever uh all of them are they're turning it's so human they are another character and each one is reacting to everything it's hearing and it's eerie they seem like people they're little animal people and i feel like as soon as the film starts like that's what they're saying they are a character and they're reacting like a person would <laughs> and it's it sets that that tone like it's it's interesting to watch it's like watching a documentary about uh, the, the animal, and you're already kind of engaged. So the guy kind of, uh, there's breathing. They look concerned or distressed or a little bit questionable, and then you just see the one you come in and pass out. Right. And that's the whole opening scene of the film. So something that looks like it occurred, but you don't know what. You don't know what. Um, then we get the you know ten minutes of farming, um, which. Uh, the next action beat is the birth. Um, yeah. So 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 she's they've birthed a few uh, lamb at this point. And it's wild because they're really doing it. Numi Rapace oh, yeah. is actually getting her hands into birthing uh, a baby lamb. It's crazy. I I read about her experience doing it, and she said that that's. I, I don't know if she said that she lived in that kind of a setting, but they had done it with the people that were there and they were all on set and like that was a great experience to be part of it because that's what part of the movie was about for her and so yeah she's in there and that's what's happening and everything seems fine 
Yep, and then eventually, well, in through a series of births, um, they get they birth this one, and they don't show you anything, um, but the the husband and wife give each other a look. Yeah, like, they're shocked. There's they, something's wrong. Something's wrong. The next, I mean, the next thing we see is that we've got a baby wrapped in a in a blanket. You can't see its body, but mm-hmm. it's definitely it's a, a baby little, sheep, seemingly. As far as we know, it's a baby sheep that they're taking care of in their home. Yeah. Uh, for 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 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and life goes on uh, for these for these two. Um, yeah. For a little bit. Um, then we see they're, that they're feeding it. They're, yep. They're it's in a crib. They're developing the crib to put it as like to have their bedroom sort of as a, a little nursery. Uh, it's always undercover. Right. It's just the head that's poking out. Until it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I can't remember when they first show it now because like you get so used to it and that's part of the film too. But I can't remember how you come across finding or seeing the the whole form if it's way later. Um, Like I know there's the – is it before – it's obviously before the brother because it's separate next. It's got to be before the brother because we don't – yeah, we don't see it for the first time when he sees it. Mm-hmm. Well, in the film set up and acts, and I was noticing when I was watching it, uh, or parts, I think, I can't remember if they say part or act, but there's like part one, part two, and part three, where each one kind of has like an end note, and the end note of part one, to me, was, this is a real thing that's happening, they're on board. They have right. accepted that this is real, and we're going to take care of it. Yeah. Um, which is Which is interesting, you know, um... I like that they don't break the fourth wall in any kind of way with, um, or, you know, the disbelief is, is always suspended because mm-hmm. they never have a conversation about what happened, right? Right, or no, it, it's it, just... Um... If they do, it's never on screen. They never, you know, she never accuses him of fucking a sheep. Right, because this lamb is <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like they don't have the conversation. How did this happen? Like, right. like you know, because you know, your mind just goes to these theories. How could a a a lamb head? And I guess it's kind of down the whole left arm or right arm, one of the arms. Yeah, the right arm. Yeah, right. yeah. And then the rest of it is is seemingly human. Yeah. So. You know, you have to come up with all these theories on on how, and that is right. ne- that is never addressed by the couple. It, correct, and they they don't care. It, they, it's in it, the the film intentionally puts you in a headspace where it's like this is just this just is right. Much like they would be confronted when this actually happens to them. This just happened. There's no explaining it. There's no way to understand. They can't do anything about it. But they're in a point in their life where they're susceptible to wanting to take care of something like a child. You know, they, they don't talk about what comes to pass or what had come to pass uh, later on and what we find out, but um, they're at a point where, well, what can you do? And as a viewer, what would you do? There's no good answer to this dilemma of this creature uh, falling on your lap. Exactly. Except, you know, 
the only, the answer that these two come to is, well, we're just going to raise it like our own. Um, while they raise sheep and they would raise a child, why wouldn't they raise this creature? No, the other options are uh, kill it or let it live in the barn with the lamb's mother, right. birth mother, it, which all seem insane. Right. Speaking of they insane. Seem, they, they seem like the more insane of the three options. This one seems like the less of three evils, So speaking in my of, opinion. Speaking of insane, we have, like, so the next, let's say, beat is, um, as we see now, like, the movie started with 10 minutes of, of farming. We now have, like, a, a series of, of raising this creature uh, as a family um, kind mm-hmm. of sequences. And every once in a while, we get this nagging lamb, this lamb that escapes the barn over and over to stand right outside their house and stare at the door. The mother. And the, yes. the, the birth mother and just, yes. and just, you know, um, where's my baby whatever the sound they make is and just over and over <laughs> bleeding and, i think yes. is the word bleeding. yeah yeah and yeah you know she's not getting any sleep and she's like she's going she's a little bit like off her off her rocker by the behavior of of the the birth mother yeah and, there's even a scene where they're walking with um the their the creature with who they've named ada Ada. Um, and I think it's in this first part where they're walking with it and the the lamb is following them and she has just had enough. She ends up turning around and yelling at it, like screaming, stop following us. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. She's just, she's so frustrated with dealing with it because it's a constant reminder. That's my baby. That's not your baby. Right. She And it's just, it's always nagging at her through the film and, and you too, like, and it's, what can you do? What would you do? What would you do? And so, so what does she do? She, she takes it out, um, you know, puts a, puts a bullet in her head and, and buries her in, you know, in, they have so much land. Right. Um, and a really like emotional scene. (laughs) like this yeah. isn't this isn't just like killing some random farm animal like she knows what she's doing is wrong but she yeah, wants but... to she wants to be a mom of of quote unquote normal mom uh so yeah. bad that that she's you know she's got to kill the sheep to get what she wants because the or not sheep lamb the, because it's not going to leave her alone yeah, there's no other way that she can see it happening, and so she does it um, stealthily. She waits till uh, her husband Ingvar is asleep. So Maria goes out. She takes the takes takes it out to pasture, and she takes care of it. Um, and the shot, you you see it the way they frame it. Uh, it's far away. You see cr- the creature or the lamb. You see the lamb, and you see her up here gun pointed directly at it in this very um just face forward type thing you know um which is stark the starkness of the act of what she's going to be doing is 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 evident uh and it just it's it's too bad 
but is what has to be done for her to try to have some semblance of real uh, of moving forward and raising this creature right that her her daughter her daughter um yeah so next we get um a car pull up on a road uh mm-hmm. some some hipsters get out and they open a trunk and there's another uh, another dirty hipster in the back seat who they or they're not the back seat the trunk who they pull out throw mm-hmm. on the ground and drive away yeah uh, so and the whole time i'm thinking this is like a potential um bad character uh antagonist that's going to come and like go after their farm because there's no one else around and it's going to see it and it's going to cause a big problem but I, it's like it's going to drive something other than what ends up happening yeah i thought he the, sneaks onto the farm yeah he sneaks onto the farm i felt the exact same way i'm like oh no this is the this is the beginning of like the whatever the the conflict the conflict yeah this is about yeah. to in- introduce it and and i mean there is conflict but once again this is more the story it's, is more yeah. of a per, of a human drama than anything uh yeah it kind of subverts your expectations a lot with the way that it's done because you don't know you see him hiding while she walks back from what she just did he kind of has witnessed her do that right and he's hiding in the barn and then i you don't even really understand you don't understand who he is you just see that he's asleep now or he's waking up the next morning or whenever um with covers and stuff in the barn yep and the 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 husband Ingvar uh, finds him, and they're brothers. And this is mm-hmm. the this is the the freeloading brother come to stay because he's run out of money, uh, you know, and has to has to hit the reset button as as many of us do, <laughs> you know. Yeah, dude. and so you're just wondering. There's this tension. There's this thing that we we've we've accepted uh, Ada for what it is, and we want to see it work out. We know this is going to be a problem convincing him to accept this right. and they do a great play you mentioned it i think earlier when you talked about the uh the corridor and the framing of the the shot you see like you see ada at the end of one of the you know the paddocks inside the barn where the other uh, sheep are you see her standing there for a brief moment while he's waking up and he like looks but then he doesn't rec- he doesn't register what he's looking at right right he looks back and, and it's the gone. first time you it's <laughs> the first time you see ada sta- like standing like in a an overt way because yeah. before it was always being held right uh yeah so so we get this brother uh character um what's his name peter peter yeah and uh and they just yeah. have dinner. They have a meal or breakfast. It's breakfast, it's breakfast that morning. Yeah, he's hung over or whatever from what his friends did to him, yeah. and they're just gonna jump right in and not yeah. say a thing about it. Yeah, yeah. He sees it. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, like yeah. right away. And and the yeah. brother the the brothers like, uh, "This is my life. Uh, uh, we're happy. Don't don't mess with us." Yeah, uh, don't ruin this. This yeah. is a gift. This is happiness. Yep. We want a happy life together, and that's what this is. Right. And that's the first time that you actually get confirmation of the husband being on board. Because for for me, up until this point, I've been like, okay, is, is this all driven by uh, Maria? And the husband is just like... Go, right, playing, yeah. Cause playing, he... just, just like going along... Uh, because it's his wife and like he loves her yeah. and if she's going crazy and wants to raise a sheep baby he's gonna be okay he's gonna have to be okay with it mm-hmm. 
this is the first time we we get f- like complete confirmation that the husband that he's on is board 100 percent. yeah 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 he plays it really like you know almost like a, a traditional gender role where it seems like he's the the husband he's just sort of like in the background to what is going on in the household you don't see his connection yet until this moment with the brother where he says that this is happiness and this was a gift and so you know that he's on board um and so then they spend a little bit of time with day-to-day activities where he's just interacting with the with the whole family, the brother Peter, um, and then the scene where you know he's he's antagonizing Ada, like Ada comes out of the barn and he like grabs grass yeah. from the ground and holds it out to feed her, and he starts like here sheepy sheepy sheepy, and you're you're really kind of upset like that's yeah. not cool. Oh yeah, definitely. we've all accepted this. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, definitely not cool. And uh, I don't know because he still can't accept it. He's still not okay yeah. with it. I forgot who caught him in that scene, but they they were, the hu- husband Ingvar the, yeah. came up and he grabbed Ada and he's like, "What are you doing? Yeah. That is not okay." I, we talked about this. Stop. Right. So, and he and he kind of says, "Okay, I'll stop." Yeah. That that so that night naturally he takes Ada and a gun. <laughs> yeah. At, you know, out into the to the middle of nowhere and and he's he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. But something something about Ada uh makes him not do it. I think she Yeah, you don't know what happens. It just shows him wrestling with it. The gun's pointed, he's ready to do it. And then we just go back to the farm where Maria wakes up. And she's looking for Ada because she's not in the crib. Right. And she comes out to find Peter is now holding her on his chest and they're asleep together. Right. And I'm pretty sure that is the end of part two. You've now concluded, okay, all three of them are now on board. Are on board. Because right away, right, right away, beginning of the next part, um, Peter's doing chores with her. Like he's mm-hmm. got her riding along in the tractor with him, and yeah, yep. they're all they're all jolly. Um, which, yeah, there's which, a bunch of that going on. Yeah, yeah, Act, which is being great. trying to be the uncle figure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and so I guess the really the next hurdle doesn't come, or the next uh, part that the next beat, as we were saying, is is the the sporting drunken night that they have. Right. That's right. the next part that really drives things out. And so they're all watching I don't even know what sport they're watching. Handball. That's what they're watching, handball. Yeah, so they're um, yeah, they're, they're drinking and they're having a great time and they obviously have history. We don't know their history. Right, uh something we missed from from act 2 um that we we they reveal Ada's the the, the original child's uh death at, at the very least. They they didn't really say like what happened. Um mm-hmm. Peter, did Peter make mention to the, there's something like, uh, the, some flooding accident or, or river. Oh, really? Yeah. Some mention. I don't recall that. It's, it's very quick and short in passing. Okay. And, and it's either Peter saying it to the husband or it's the husband saying it to the wife. Yeah. It's, it's. They talk about a child or whatever existing already and. Yeah. So we get the little. existed. We get the little mm-hmm. bit, but they don't go into it because obviously, like, it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter. Like, the fact that they had a child who passed is all that we need to know, um, mm-hmm. in order to uh, 
to get where they're coming from with uh, with the creature Ada. Yeah. So they're all having so, drinks, right? Mm-hmm. Every, they're gelling really well. They're they're just laughing and and having fun. They're goading each other to to do ridiculous things. They're partying. What I thought was interesting is that it they um it couldn't be more isolating for Ada. She's this is a very human activity. They're watching sport. They're drinking. They're socializing. They're doing everything that she'll never do. And I feel like, in part, that's what makes her pull herself away. Like it's this. She just she just goes and wanders off, um, right. and she leaves the house for a moment. Uh, because and to me, it was like driving. It was just reinforcing. Like she's not gonna be like them. She will never be like them. And right. This is, she, this, uh, is this the a product where... of that. And we and and I got the sense of the viewer that she understood at this moment, right? She actually, as a, as a young young oh, that child, Ada did that. She was yeah, different, right? Yeah, Ada kind of gets it at this moment. Mm -hmm. um, and this is so she leaves and she goes out, and this is the next time that we hear the breathing. Right, right. Where she goes outside. Hours. The dog, I think, accompanies her. In the dog, they're both freaked out. The dog's barking, and then the dog runs off screen. Right toward and then you hear it whimpering whatever off screen it's taking care of the dog and she runs back inside she runs back inside she doesn't go to whatever this thing is like we don't no we, we don't know she what it is it. but we kind of have an idea of, of what right it, of what we just be. have it's it's whatever is driving this to occur or some presence it, we don't know it's yeah it nothing is explained you, you can there's no reason in even thinking what it could be or couldn't be it, it's just a thing yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's gone, but there's more stuff going on in the party. They're getting drunker and drunker. It yep. goes higher and higher as far as then getting really inebriated. Yep. And then it comes out that Peter is really, really into either has in the past had an interaction with yeah. Maria or he definitely is ready to continue or to do that now. It seems yeah. like he has in the past. Right. So Ingvar is so drunk that they put him to bed, and and yeah. So Maria is just being a, you know, a host and kind of putting Peter to bed, and Peter mm -hmm. starts making moves. I think it's in the kitchen, or he actually might have got her. No, no. It definitely starts in the kitchen, and then they get it into his bedroom somehow. Yeah, where she sort of like makes an expression, like where she's acquiescing, and she's like, "Okay, we'll do this." And then Let's she, like, locks, she locks him in his room. <laughs> yeah, the pantry, I think, or one of yeah, the other yeah. attachment things. She's She does embrace him and kiss, and then she's like, get out of here, and she, yeah. she gets rid of him, lets him but, sleep it off. But there definitely was a history. Like I feel like, the, I feel like it happened before, definitely happened before while she was married to Ingvar because Peter's expectation of, of this is just going to happen Mm -hmm. Like if you yeah. cheat, if you cheated once, you'd cheat again. Kind of attitude, not so much as like a, we had a fling before you met Ingvar. Maybe, right. Maybe I can make this happen. I definitely right. felt like Peter expected uh, a reciprocation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that that I think that was made clear. And he tries to. Um, uh, I didn't. I believe he mentions that he saw what she did with. Um, with the other sheep that she killed that sheep um right. ada's mother she's like he says i know you did that and 
maybe that's what leads her to kind of seemingly go along and then get rid of him. But uh, and so the next day, and again we're at part three at this point, uh, the last act of the film. So they wake up, uh, and you can see she's got things ready. She sees them and she says, "Get your stuff. Let's I'll go. have the car ready." Yep. Let's yeah. go. We're so, going. Yep. She drops him off. Right in town, I think. Or at the like edge of bus? the, like it seems like at station. the edge of their property. Oh right, and then like there's like a. That's bus what it seems up. like. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a road, and they know it's gonna drive by at this point, roughly, and so they just they go out there and wait. Uh, she takes a little bit of money that they had, and they embrace. He understands he screwed up, and she wishes them, you know, but good luck, and and sends him off with the stuff, and he's like, he accepts it. He knows, yep. This is fine. Meanwhile. Yes. Ada. Ingvar wakes up. Ingvar yep. wakes up. Ada is missing. And no, no, they're together. Or are, they, are they just uh, go for a walk? Her, yeah, he tells her he's hungover. As, as, and he asks her, like, you know, turn off the radio or whatever. It's loud. And he starts to gather himself. And they decide to go grab the tractor. That... Peter right. said broke down it broke when down he and Ada went be- fishing. Yeah, it broke down the day before. They went right. fishing earlier, and so he's going to, like, okay, let's just go do some business of what we got to do. It's, it's out there. Might as well right. just go do it. So they leave. Um, and the next shot is, you know, he tries to start it, and it's not happening. It comes back to Maria. And she's driving. She's listening to the radio. I wish that I knew the lyrics of the song to like hear what she was, you know, because they don't spell out the lyrics of the music that she's listening to in a subtitled movie like this. Right. I kind of wish I knew what the song was because I'm sure it has some relevance to native speaking Icelandic uh, Swedish people. And so um, she seems like she's processing something and she's, She's content. She's happy. She's ready to go back and continue her life. She's like, okay, let's keep going. Um, and then uh, what do we see? We see um, Ingvar and Ada encounter the creature. Yeah, she gets back. She looks for them, doesn't see them in the house. She's starting to panic a little bit. She doesn't see Ingvar or Ada. She goes outside. And then we hear the gunshots. The gunshot. We hear a gunshot. And you see her freak out. And then it just cuts yep. to the reveal. To the reveal. The creature standing over Ingvar. Ingvar clutching his neck. Yeah. Uh, and he's. Uh, what I love about this scene is it's exactly what we saw earlier with Numi standing over the mother mm-hmm. the the birth mother yes uh yes it's 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 literally like the creature is almost has almost done this as uh, to to enact like full revenge and then revenge in the mm-hmm. way of this is exactly what you did to me i'm doing this to you which is why he killed the husband and not numi right mm-hmm. he wants numi to live without without the husband she killed his uh, you know, his spouse, his baby mom, yeah, whatever, we'll, you wanna, we'll get, yeah. <laughs> whatever we'll you want to go. So he's, <laughs> he's described as the Ram man, uh, yeah. I think in the end credits. And so, you know, she hears it and she runs. Uh, all you see is he does, he shoots him 
uh, and you see a couple cuts of him. He's human form, just ram head. Yep. Uh, I don't even know if there's any hooves or not, but he's nude. He's just covered in kind of like a lot of hair, um, human hair, just a burly guy. Um, and he takes Ada and just leaves. He just walks away. And he puts the rifle over his shoulder. Yep, and just goes. And Ada looks back longingly at uh, Ingvar, like sad, but this is where I'm going now. You know, right. she seems to have accepted it. Like this is this makes sense. This thing looks like me in a way. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I I feel like she definitely, you know, understood that she had to go. Um, yeah. And, and that's just how, how it was like, this is just nature and, you know, he, and my, this, this thing that fed me is dead. So I'm going to go with this thing now and hopefully, hopefully it'll feed me. Uh, and so, um, Maria comes upon Ingvar, uh, and she's just in disbelief. She doesn't know what happened. She doesn't have any explanation. All she sees is like there was gunshots. There's no one else that could have been around. There, you know, uh, yeah. there's no gun. Ada's gone. There's nothing to make sense of what happened. She's just left to process and deal with this loss now. And credits. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that is like. It was just, it was so good, right? It was just a great, like, you know. There's it, so much to chew on. Yeah, yeah. It was like. Because it's it was, very simple. It's Yeah, it's very slow. It's very simple. Once again, human drama. I would not ever classify this as a horror movie as much as uh, yeah. IMDB says drama, horror, mystery. Um, right. I mean mystery, uh, the mystery of the the creature that fucked a lamb that made a half yeah. human half lamb baby. That's the only mystery. Um, uh, the 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 lamb rapist because yeah, yeah. he's he's a, a human the bestiality like yeah. I, I get he's just because you're part ram doesn't mean that you get to just go have sex with a sheep. It's like to me, I was just like, there's so many weird things. It's just like. That's not okay either. Like you yeah. want to justify that you can now kill this guy, but you assaulted this creature for your own selfish needs or who knows what. I don't know. Um, so let's just be clear. Like he's <laughs> not. It's just. It's a weird thing. It's. Um, so, yeah. but it, it, one of the elements I think there's there's not a whole lot to really. Um, to go through. Uh, but I feel like, you know, grief and how people process or handle their grief is, you know, the focus of what they're doing with this film, how Maria handles it and how Ingvar handles it and just how they go through the motions. And so I think it's about grief. And for me, I thought it was about, this this inability to kind of be happy or to accept what's transpired in your life. You had a daughter. 
because we didn't talk about it, but I think it's in Act 2 where Maria does go to the grave with Ada to the first Ada. And you see a headstone. I don't even remember how long it was, but there was a headstone for their first daughter, whether it was an actual child that was around for a little while or not. I couldn't tell from the headstone. But outside of that, like, you know, they're they're still kind of at, they're still processing it and not content in their current life. And I feel like for me, aside from just grief, the story is about uh, human beings kind of innately having a difficult time with just accepting their lot in life or the circumstances that they seem to find themselves in, that there's something that they're still longing for. And seemingly this is a beautiful life to have. They don't have a family, but they're out on a farm. They're, they don't have a care in the world. They just do their farming and they're in a beautiful natural landscape. And it seems like this is the dream of what a human would want. A human yeah. being would want to experience life, but there's still something that right, they for them, can't move past. Yeah, for them it just wasn't enough. They, you know, they wanted that that uh, offspring, you know, to to pass it on to, or or to just, you know, I don't, I don't know, like philosophically, like why do we have kids? Right. Yeah, and, and that's what I think is enjoyable at that bad because you can kind of you know you put yourself in their position as a viewer you kind of have to and you just wonder you know how would I handle myself in this situation everything that they did I think that I would have come to the same conclusions there's those are the natural things that you would do I'm not going to kill this thing I'm not going to let it live in the barn with other lambs and be on human legs and arm nursing underneath a a, a a you you know for milk until it gets bigger and then what's going to happen when it's an adult site it just doesn't make sense that could never happen that's preposterous it seems much more reasonable of all the options to bring it into your home and to act it as if it's just the way it is so I, and then I, everything I, else is just it's what would happen yeah i agree entirely i i think i think that's what was so good about it is is how you know, fantastical the situation was and how realistic the movie is. Um, mm -hmm. Because you don't, you, you know, you don't disbelieve anything. It, you know, besides the besides the miracle birth, um, right. everything in the movie kind of just makes sense. It's very, it's extremely, um, like, real. Yeah. And that's definitely one thing I, I enjoyed about it. Yeah, I mean, I liked the structure of it. Again, the the, the way it was... Yeah, like, whenever I was taking notes, I was just saying, like, it's an idyllic life that they seem to lead. That there's still... There's this discontent. And they talk about it. We didn't get into it. That first act, we're still quiet before they encounter um, the birth of Ada. They have the conversation at the table where Ingvar mentions how oh, they've someone's discovered that time travel is possible, and she right, says, "Oh, right. what would you do?" Um, or something. He's like, "Well, it's theoretically possible. It's not that it is possible." And he is talking about what would happen in the future. What could the future bring? And he may, he says, "I am happy." They're talking about being content or not. And he's he's come to terms already with the death of Ada. Right. Um, and she says, if you can travel f to the future, 
which is what he's thinking about. He's moving forward. She is not. She talks about, well, if you could travel in the future, you could also travel in the past. And it just it, it strikes that immediate note that you can see they are at different points in their stages of grief. And that's what, if it were up to him, perhaps he wouldn't have brought the child in. He might not have been at a point where he wouldn't have. Right, right. But which she is, very clearly had to. Right, which once again, like, maybe it was, per, you know, it, it was probably purposeful that I didn't think he was on board until he has that conversation yeah. with his brother. I, I thought he was very much like, my wife made this decision, and I understand her grief over our daughter and her desire to be a mother, and I'm just going to go with it mm-hmm. and then you know he's, yeah you get you get you know you draw a connection uh to the to ada and then he's on board and but it's so it's so um relevant to you know an event that happens in your life and you have to make a decision about going this way or that you make a decision you don't know what it will lead to way down the line. You can't wrestle with that. You have a difficult decision. You have to say A or B now. You have to choose. So just like them, you do. We can also look back now and say, like, well, what were they going to do whenever this thing became older? How were they going to continue to do it? What if they needed medical care for their child? All of those things that you, you would question or looking back as hindsight, how could you do this because of this? You never get a chance to reflect about your life decisions in that kind of way and that's what reinforces the theme of this movie like it it, it's insane it's fantastical it's preposterous but this is what if this happened this is what seems reasonable this is what you would because you can't think of those outcomes yeah and it's just it's that for me is what sets it kind of apart from just being it's a very interesting dilemma and about choices and, and grief and the results of your your actions. Um, you know, there's parts about nature where you can say, like, okay, they're on this farm and there's this beautiful landscape. Everything that should just be peaceful, you know, one with it. They're working in a symbiotic type way with all these elements. And then this kind of wrinkle comes up and it just it, it causes a bit of chaos. Uh, intentionally or not, who knows why that Ram Man did what he did, but it... Just put it out there. So well, speaking of chaos, um, yes, let's, let's move on to Black Sheep. Um, All right, two thousand six, New Zealand, uh, written directed by Jonathan King. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, you sh- you definitely should, especially if you're a, a comedy horror person. Um, this is definitely on the list of, of must-see uh, in the horror comedy genre. Um, yeah. So how do we want to start this one? <laughs> I mean, this one is... It's interesting. It's... Uh, I feel like the comedic element is the primary focus. It's just there is a, a horror element setting that the comedy is taking place in you know what i mean 
I, um, I I agree, but I also think that the uh, the environmentalist side um, wasn't so much like ham fisted for the sake of comedy. I feel like they actually were trying to make some make an environmental statement. Like, yes, there was it was sure. it's, the whole movie's over the top, and yes, comedy was definitely the focus. But I actually think that the environmental side to the story was was purposeful and was probably the mm-hmm. the main reason that that one of the guys who made this movie made the movie. Maybe okay. it was maybe that the writer. Because <laughs> um, they really, they, I mean, they really focus on it. Um, yeah, it's it's the whole impetus of it. Uh, farming in general, um, how genetic engineering and uh, modified type human alterations to the farming landscape have ripple effects, butterfly effects, if you will, to what occurs. And this is like a, an extreme example of the the um, what what do the people usually say? One of the uh, one of the like alarms or things to be careful of or aware of or leery of when you you know, play God, so to speak, with these kinds of technologies. So yeah, sure, I'm on yeah. board with saying that that's their, their belief and how they feel about that impact is a part of the movie, for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, also, uh, you know, the New Zealand uh, accent, um, you know, is always mm-hmm. great. Always great to hear, <laughs> you know, all local actors, um, you know. Yeah. Everybody in the movie, you know, has that kind of uh, that kind of cheeky um, cadence uh, to the way they yes. deliver their lines, you know. Uh, so that you know that definitely helped, you know, at least for me. Like I, I like that kind of stuff. Um, all right. So what do we got? It starts with um, the two main characters, I guess, when they're kids. Yeah, as children, you just see it's this stage that they're they obviously have a different um comfort level with farming and being sheep farmers right where the older brother um angus angus uh he goes and mutilates the one yeah and wears the skin just to scare his little brother not only to scare his little brother um that was his little brother's like pet that was oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that sheep wasn't just uh, a part of the just herd. Any shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I thought that was very interesting too. Like he's he's actually just torturing his little brother instead, yeah, of, instead of just trying event. to scare him. Yeah, the traumatizing event. So the next time we see the <laughs> the younger brother, which is the next like scene, fifteen. Yeah, it's later, the next scene. He's, he's in a, he's in the he's taxi in, coming ta- back to the farm, <laughs> surrounded by sheep. Uh, having a yeah. massive panic attack on the backseat of this taxi cab. Um, you know, he mentions that he's in therapy right away. Uh, <laughs> he, he's obviously having having a panic disorder or some kind of panic attack, uh, being surrounded by these sheep. Has So what do we assume? Hasn't been back to the farm since he was a kid. We find out that... Yeah. We find out that he pretty much left right after that, in- that incident with Angus. He said that mm-hmm. the last time he was at the farm, he was 10. Um, uh, right and so all that they're doing is he's coming back to resolve whatever uh dealings with the farm uh with his brother to like either 
get paid out or his ownership of it because now Angus is going to be taking care of it or running it and he just needs to like tie off the loose end and absolve himself of being involved with it I think is right. the whole reason that he's coming back right and when he gets there he, he plans on it being so short and sweet that he tells the cab driver to wait for him yeah yeah just <laughs> a quick formality <laughs> yeah he's gonna walk in and be like hi older brother give me my check and get out of there uh, yeah I've, find me out yeah See he, he, he definitely expected a little more um which which we'll get into in a second so simultaneously um we have uh the older brothers setting up for uh some kind of event with potential mm-hmm. shareholders or uh, investors right of what he's trying to achieve now with this new technology or whatever he's he's oh it's a new breed that he's making right that's going to revolutionize uh revolutionize the the sheep farming industry right and so he's got to pitch it it's a pitch and he's going through the beats of i'm going to say this and then you're going to do this and they're all like okay Okay, and then like, he makes them like <laughs> we did it. So then we yeah. and then and then we have these two activists who are trying yep. to uh, expose <laughs> the experimentation. Um, so they're they're sneaking into the lab. So we have like three um, three three storylines going on, right? We have the uh, the return of Henry. We have uh, Angus and the shareholders, and we have the two um, activists. activists uh, Grant. And experience. Experience. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a name. And and I mean and the 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 tongue in cheek jokes and one, once again I think the accent uh, helps or the cadence in the accent helps the jokes mm-hmm. when when experience uh, introduces herself to the main crew the, for the first time uh, she says I'm ex-, or like what's your name and she just says experience and uh, the Tucker I think it was uh, the farmhand <laughs> goes. Well, it certainly has been. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, that's, that's my takeaway is just really quip, uh, quips and wittiness of just the dialogue. And that's the best part of it. Um, outside of, I guess, the puppetry and the gore and the, and the things like that. Right. Those are the so, two highlights of it for me. So, needless, you know, I watched it 15 years ago when it came out, right? 2006. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I watched it again uh, literally last night um, prepping for this episode. Yeah, I watched it last week to catch up. Yeah, during the opening credits, visual effects by Weta Workshop. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Because I, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't remember anything about this movie except that I liked it. Yeah. And as I'm yeah, watching... I just remember, yeah, just over-the-top type stuff, you know. So, and similar to like a Tucker and Dale type yeah, uh, versus sure. Evil type thing where it's like, okay, there's gore and a lot of comedy. I don't remember a whole lot else. That's it. Right. So last night watching it, after seeing that Weta line, I'm like... You were thinking about it the whole I'm time. I'm like, oh, look at... Yeah, me like, too. I, I was really paying attention to the puppetry, the animatronics, and the gore. And yeah. It, and it was all excellent. <laughs> For sure. Excellent. It was, like, it was a lot going on. A lot of just um, traditional... Yeah. Special effects. There are big budget horror movies coming out today that look worse than Black Sheep. Yes. That's, so, yeah. so you should all be ashamed of yourselves, whoever you are in Hollywood, making these terrible, terrible movies full of bad CG blood when it's so easy to just use practical effects and make it look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, I remember watching, uh, seeing that whenever I did the rewatch, and I was... 
focusing on that element of the film the whole time oh. I was watching it, for sure. Oh. And, and it was so good. I mean, uh, you know, a little cheesy here and there, but for the most part, it was, oh, yeah. it was, it was excellent. Um, so we get For this... what it is, because it's not meant to be taken as, like, you're not supposed to have the takeaways like we did with Lamb. This yeah, is, yeah. Have, yeah, this... have fun. <laughs> this not, is have fun. Yeah. I'm, not tur- I'm not turning on Black Sheep to, like, think about my life. Um, yeah, which I, I certainly did during Lamb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, there's the three different kind of character arcs uh, as far as Angus, the younger brother, and these activists. And uh, I think what happens is the activists steal some of the bio waste that right. they're going to throw into the awful pit, right. and that's what gets the ball rolling where they're discovered. But Grant does escape with it. The being tracked down, but he drops and it breaks open, and and it's what a, comes out goes after him. Yeah, it's like a zombie fetus, a zombie sheep fe- sheep fetus. Yes, I, it bites him, and and this is where the this is so so definitely zombie sheep fetus, and and this the sheep as they get infected, I feel like I feel like zombie sheep is the best way to describe them. Yeah, but the, but the humans that get bit. Definitely not zombies. These are more like were sheep, which yes. which you know you see you get werewolves, uh, but you never get were sheep until this movie. Yeah. And I think there's three <laughs> of them. If the, there's three of them in this movie. Yeah, because there's Angus by the end. Uh, there's Grant. Yeah. I'm and, trying to think of the third. Oh, well, and Tucker. 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 Technically, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Well, because yeah. he goes through the you know the head shaking and yeah. turns into it. Um. So, oh no, no, no! There's way more than that because the party. So, oh yeah, so, they so, so, all, yeah. all the ones get bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, all but, the ones get bit. But the, the, the concentrated animatronics or big puppets, where you see a lot of effects, right. are those characters for the most part. You see the the evolution of them turning into something more monstrous, more detailed. Yeah. Uh, where they're not in the background of a of a shot for the most part. And of course, it was like only the only are. the ones that didn't get eaten. Right, that, yeah. that turned, right? The ones that just got maimed and, and ran off. And um, it, it's neat to think about. Uh, a film would normally be like, okay, we're going to do zombie sheep. And then another film would be like, we're going to do a were sheep movie. And they're like, we're going to do both of those things. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> we're, our, our disease or our, you know, our genetic enhancements uh, are going to make, are going to turn sheep into zombie sheep, but they're going to turn people into were sheep. Because you can't turn a person into a zombie sheep. That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it wasn't their intent. Uh, he was just trying to make a a better version of sheep for farming to profit off of it. Right. But, so Angus is definitely an unintentional villain. I mean, he's he's a douchebag. Yes. He's a super douche. Yeah. Um, but definitely not the bad guy. Where it's the scientist that really science, starts to yeah. to do the creepy stuff. Yeah, yeah. The scientist is definitely yeah. the bad guy. Um, all right. So he's bit. Him and Experience get separated. Experience runs into uh, Henry and Tucker as Tucker's taking Henry up to the top of the hill where his father died, because um, mm-hmm. the 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 housemaid who was the same housemaid he had as a child she's just you know much older now insists that he go to this spot before he leave um, right to process whatever yeah right so the, so so they they you know they come together and and then they just get attacked by some some wear sheep because apparently because this uh 
this uh, not where sheep zombie sheep the uh, the fetus after attacking Grant has crawled to uh, mm-hmm. to a pasture to a pasture yeah. and started to infect another sheep. Yep. Yeah. So now they know some shit's going down, um, and they're trying to get back to um, to the house. And of course, their car goes off a cliff because the zombie sheep. Oh yeah. Zombie sheep can drive, <laughs> which, Do which... You remember? it was like a Groundhog Day type scene. <laughs> yeah. Where it's driving it like yeah. that, it and was... it's a steady shot the whole time. Yeah. The truck. You see a sheep in the driver's seat, yeah. and it just follows it. And I'm like, this is gonna be a weird effect because I couldn't remember. And I'm watching it. I'm focusing on the sheep, and it gets closer. And then it crashes it and completely smashes it, and blood shoots out. Yeah, it's a great effect. Like they, I think they were just like, let's hope that it stays where it needs to stay for this effect, because we don't want to do this again. Yeah, we, we don't want to throw another truck off the cliff. Yeah, we're not gonna. We can't buy the same blue, uh, crappy truck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was um, really satisfying. Crunch and splat to, to that sheep's death. Yeah, and definitely. I felt like a like a direct homage to like like Groundhog's Day or or not Groundhog's Day <laughs> like Caddyshack with like the you know the gopher like this the sheep yeah. was like so animated and just like shaking its head back and forth yeah. it was it was so wacky it was probably like the goofiest moment of this movie if there was one the sheep driving the vehicle right sure yeah uh, after that it uh, you know the the horror is the horror comedy is still you know it's still always like on the edge of of crazy and wacky and zany but like that was the only moment where it was kind of maybe too much <laughs> uh-huh. it's still fun to watch yeah is, oh, think, the, what, yeah they're like yeah, we're gonna do this because this is just gonna be really cool yeah absolutely so now they're on foot um and then what do we get uh what happens next? Probably goes back to Angus. And, uh, during uh, that, Tucker does get bit. All right, Tucker gets bit. He does get bit, and oh, he sees his his foot is bothering him. He can't keep on the same rate, uh, and he takes off his boot, and you see it a hoof. A hoof, yeah. So and so good. I think that's where then Henry and Experience venture off on their own for a little bit because he I, can't keep up. No, 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 no. I think they the. This is where they, because they're on their way back to the house, they come across the lab. Yeah, I know, but is Tucker with them at that point? He's still with them. Yeah, yeah. Tucker, Tucker yeah. gets left behind at the lab, and they run off. And also, this is where um, okay. uh, Henry uh, confronts Angus for the first time about his villainous ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and this he, is where he goes. He goes. Where to, my favorite line is read. <laughs> He goes to shoot uh, experience, but uh, he stands in front of him, and they back away together, and that's when right. that's when they get separated from Tucker. Uh, but yeah, your favorite line, go for it. Yeah, my favorite line. So, experience is, says the sheep are revolting. Inga says, "Aren't they? <laughs> Aren't they?" <laughs> uh, which is which is a multi-level joke. Uh, because mm-hmm. because later we find out some fucked up shit about Angus, um, yeah, and 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 I think I have a theory that he was like this all along, 
that this was yeah. his his behavior at the end of the film is not new behavior for Angus. I think he was always uh, this way, and and we'll talk about it when we get to it. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's there's one liners like that throughout the whole film uh, that make there's like little rewards for sticking through and watching the absurdity, which isn't ever tiresome. It's just it makes it more enjoyable as they come because you remember it and it's hilarious. It's just it's well delivered and. I think part of it is, you know, New Zealand, uh, New Zealand uh, accent. It's just there's a certain comedic uh, quickness or pace to it that's just more enjoyable to hear when it's delivered. Right, right. You, I mean, you get it a lot in like some British comedies too. I, I feel like mm-hmm. um, it's, it seems it's, more wittier, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's uh, whether it's the quickness or the fact that it's super dry, like which is yeah you know, a humor that I like. Uh, so anyway, we uh, so they they go off experience and and Henry. And Is this where they end up? They escape into the uh, awful pit, and then are in the tunnel. Yeah, they get surrounded at the awful pit, and they and they end up falling in. Um, but mm-hmm. also also this is where Angus, who has been bitten on his hand, uh, goes to the goes to finish setting up for the investors and starts to give that presentation. Mm-hmm. So we're advancing mm-hmm. these two storylines here. Grant is somewhere and has continually things are happening. You see is is the gradually more and more yeah, more and more sheep like uh but but man sized, right? Or actually even yep. bigger bigger than man sized. Right. So they fall yeah, in the his face is all growing and he's getting the teeth, he's getting weird um, facial structure. I think his nose is already starting to change a little bit. Yeah, and all, okay. So before we follow Henry and Angus, uh, Tucker, uh, the scientist reveals Tucker's uh, hoof and uh, has a theory about the cure, which is just some amniotic fluid from these uh, sheep fetus vats that they have. And so she injects him with it, and he does some some <laughs> shaking and uh, some you know some yeah. accelerated camera work, and uh, he turns back fully healed into human, and passes out from the experience as the as the villainous um, doctor says, "You stay right there. Uh, you know when I get back, we'll we'll run some more tests." Because mm-hmm. now, now she feels like she has a guinea pig. Uh, she wants to try and replicate um, what had happened to him. Oh right, okay. So I'm just I'm I'm pulling up the the plot synopsis because there's a couple beats that I just I couldn't remember the timing of it. Um, Grant is the one that ends up biting Angus. Ah, okay. On the road, he sees him and he's, "What are you doing here?" There's a couple lines in there that I remember were really clear because it's, you know, environmentalists talking to this guy. Yeah, that dialogue was good uh, when they run into each other. Yeah. Uh, It could be more different, and they kind of, they play that up. Uh, But yeah, he's the one that does the bite before this other stuff starts to happen. Right, right. So he's, uh, all right, so Henry and uh, Experience are by the awful pit. They're surrounded by sheep he's have he's panicking they fall in uh it's just a disgusting gore fest down there of dead sheep 
failed experiments that they've been throwing in this hole mm-hmm. for, for who knows how long. Uh, they, you know, they try to escape. They find a hole they have to crawl through. Um, earlier in the film, experience used some uh, some like guided meditation to calm uh, yeah, Hen- Henry down. To yeah, to calm yeah to calm Henry down. And now Henry uses it on her to calm her down because apparently she's claustrophobic, uh, which we only get through through context. Um, and, but they make it. They they're being chased. Yeah, by, they, they get out of the tunnel. Uh, they're being chased by by zombie sheep, and they get out of the tunnel, and um, you know get a chance to regroup. Um, we go back to uh, Angus, and he's setting up. And they they're getting closer. The uh, the other two are getting closer, and this is a this is a great scene. He's he's delivering his lines um, that he had <laughs> he had uh, practiced, and you get this pan out, and you get this this be- this beautiful scenery. You got some trees, this giant hill in the background, and all of a sudden, I mean hundreds of sheep just come over mm-hmm. the top of this hill <laughs> and you yeah. know that they're just they're just going straight for this entire party all these wealthy people in suits um there's the japanese investors there's like half a dozen of them <laughs> and and it's a it's like a massacre um of course angus gets away and escapes back to the uh to the house with mm-hmm. his prize sheep which he does in uh, yeah. unveil before this all happens uh and and it looks kind of weird looks like bigger than super a sheep. fluffy super fluffy like blown out type yeah of yeah, yeah, sheep. yeah um and you know he uh he definitely says some weird stuff that makes you think he's attracted to this thing which which okay maybe it's because of the bite maybe he's just a weirdo uh i know i brought it up earlier but it's about to it's about to be t- discussed again. Um, so he gets back to the house, and of course, and this uh, is eventually Henry and Experience uh, confront him there. Yes, where they come in. They come. They come in to find to find him in his underwear and a t-shirt, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and the sheep and the other sheep just in the room. <laughs> Henry goes, "What are you doing in here?" He says, "You wouldn't understand." You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Like, so was he talking about the experiment or what he's trying to achieve with it or something else that happened? Yeah. They don't um, overly say it. We all know. Yeah. So, you know, so now we have, well, two films with sheep fucking uh, that we're talking about tonight, which uh, <laughs> which I think is interesting, I guess. that mm-hmm. it, it probably doesn't happen that often in cinema. And, uh, and we're definitely talking about the two... Um, the two ones about that have this subject matter in it that people would actually watch and should actually watch because they're because they're really both great movies. Well, it's like we said before; they they are completely different, and I think that that's one of the cool things about uh, this genre is that there are. It seems like two completely different things. That why would anyone that likes this like this? But it just it satisfies different parts of a horror fans, you know, interests. It's just, it does, they're two different things and both of them are uh, kinds of films that we would want to watch on the reg. So, oh yeah, absolutely. it just makes sense. It's, it's really neat. It just, it highlights that, which I think is one of the great things about it. 
So, uh, there's a little bit of a showdown, right? Uh, Angus gets away. Um, they run into the housemaid keeper, whatever you want to call her, again. And they try to figure out what he's up to. And, oh, he's plane. He has a plane. He flew a plane mm-hmm. earlier in the movie. So, he's trying to get away. And their, their thought is, the oh, they could inf- he could infect the entire population. So, they have to go stop him. Uh, this is where Henry says goodbye to them he's like i'm gonna go do this on my own i have to do this he leaves the camera stays behind to show that experience says goodbye to the housekeeper i'm gonna go help henry and she goes she goes of course you are and i'm coming with you <laughs> like just, <laughs> just sam yeah. sam wise all the way as uh, so she uh, she uh, she drives the car and Experian mans the shotgun as they drive through the field of black sheep and, mm-hmm. and she's just taking shots um, and some good some good like humanitarian uh, uh, dialogue or one liners from her as she's as she's killing people. <laughs> right. Yeah. It yeah. kind of just gets in full blown uh, like zombie fend off zombie type mode where you just got to go kill a bunch of them uh, in a classic type way. A lot of effects. And we didn't talk about it a lot, but like that, whenever the sheep do come and go after all of the humans, there's a lot of good gore that's happening. Oh. A lot of blood, limbs that are missing and things like that. And it's just really fun, cool shots of all that happening. Absolutely. There's a scene um, during this part or, or the, the full attack that just happened where a guy has his leg like bitten off and he ends up like, grabbing it and throwing it at another sheep to try and slow <laughs> yeah. it down as he's trying to crawl away. Um, the, the gore is just excellent. All of the animatronics is, is good. Like, I mean, it, it's puppet work. You, you know that there's a hand yeah. in that, you know, controlling that sheep head, um, which, you know, just from the way the cameras are positioned and, and things like that. Right. But, but it, yeah, the framing of it makes yeah. sense, but it's still great effects. It's, it's still, still fun. And yeah, it's excellent. It, nothing looks fake. Like, that's what you get from animatronics. Um, mm-hmm. Hollywood, once again, please stop right. using CG. Uh, or at least overusing CG. Yeah, well, I mean, and it could be that there's just not a lot of people that are practicing that craft in the industry to learn it. You know, I don't know if there's as much tutelage that goes on unless you happen to be on a set where there is someone that does it and to, to spread it. There's a great show that used to be on the sci-fi network face off where it would do um a project runway for makeup artists and vfx wow. uh, industry and that was great like that's the only thing that i have to it's out there it's just it doesn't have as much um steam or money behind it i think as it might have back before computer because it's yeah. more expensive yeah i think i think it's expensive as is most people's complaint if we want to yeah. dig- digress for a minute the uh the Thing 2, which you know mm-hmm. turned turned out to be a prequel, um, but I think they definitely sold it uh, as a remake when they were marketing it, which I thought was pretty smart. Um, mm. Because when I saw it, I didn't know I was watching a prequel until the very end when I saw the the helicopter chase the dog, and that was yeah. really that was really like a oh my god kind of moment um, for a movie that was that was kind of okay, could have been better. Uh, my biggest complaint was the CG. You find out that they actually shot a lot of that stuff with the animatronics, and some producer mm-hmm. came in and saw it and said it looked like shit, 
and they had to reshoot a bunch of the scenes to put CG in. That scene at the end when she's in the when she's in the ship, and you've got that beam of light with all the pixels in it. That is right. that is actually covering the animatronic alien pilot of the ship. That's actually in the scene. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? I don't know who did that, but you're the worst. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> back to Black Sheep. One of my favorite references, because this, this movie does have a handful of them. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as Angus starts the plane, I thought, oh my God, Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, he starts the plane, I'm like, oh my, he's going to get chopped up by that propeller. Like, there's no way it's not going to happen. He goes full were-sheep transformation for a showdown Mm -hmm. with his brother. And, uh, you know, he's over his brother. His brother's on the ground. He's about to kill him. And and the plane, who that's just been rolling around this this field, um, just sneaks up behind him and chops him up, chops up his back. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was it was excellent. It looked it was so good. Yeah, super cool. Like, and it, just the way it's shot, it looks like a good effect where it's like, that's a stunt person. It, there's realness to what they're doing where there's danger involved, but they're pulling it off. It's sort of like a, a really long take on a person that's um, completely covered in fire where yeah. that's a real actor in a suit that's protected, but they they keep pushing it like, okay, we're going to make this like a 45-second burn, and there's ways to do that, but it's still life-threatening to do it and insane. I feel like this was an effect done the same kind of way where it's like, this could be a dangerous thing, but they have certain ways to make it uh, work. And the way it was shot too, it just had like the, where it's in the foreground and the prop is coming and you just see the, the light hitting it. Oh, it was yeah. really well done. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was excellent. And, and for the, you know, for the climax uh, of the, you know, the showdown, so to speak, it was, um, it yeah. was very, very satisfying. A good scene. Also, you know, just building on these great practical effects through the whole film. Uh, so, comes to the wrap up. We get we get some really great like, just just comedy in general, right? Like the whole situation is hilarious. As mm-hmm. T- Tucker has his vat of of amniotic fluid. Um, yep. In in a in a feeding machine, so they're not actually injecting it; they're sticking it in their mouths and and pushing it out. Like, yeah, shooting like, shoot like, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like they would feed the sheep with this thing. Um, so uh, the main character there, Henry, was bit. So the first person you know who gets healed by Tucker is, is right. of course Henry. Yeah. But now, now they're healing all of the of the were sheep. And uh, and the the care the caretaker the the old woman is there giving them all blankets and and they're like having trouble readjusting to the real world and they're like all <laughs> yeah. huddled together in this fence and they are like so confused even Grant gets cured at the end which mm-hmm. which which I thought was very nice um, and uh, and yeah so so what are they gonna do now it's Tucker Henry and experience. And experience hands Henry a pamphlet on organic farming. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the the one other thing that you didn't mention though uh, is with Angus. After all that's happened, he's kind of uh, he's human again. I think they they put it in him, and he's wrestling with it. So <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so he he, he decides. <laughs> 
<laughs> he wants to go back to the sheep. This is where his, this is his family. This is where he belongs, and he wants to take me. So the effect it comes up and it lashes onto his cock. Yes, and yes. it's pulling it like taffy. <laughs> yeah, and then they just tear him <laughs> and apart. He's just like ah. <laughs> and then they, yeah. <laughs> then they just tear him yeah, apart, that, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, that, yeah, I did forget about that." They that devour was, me. That was <laughs> I didn't think about it until just now. Whenever you were wrapping it up, that, that was another hilarious yeah. scene. Yeah, that was that was good. unnecessary. But there's so many me. things that are un- but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, to put in it. Yeah, uh, I mean the the movie poster uh, says it says it best. Um, the tagline or whatever you want to call it: "Get the flock out of here." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's super rewarding. It's it's just fun. Uh, horror comedy movie that you know out of all the horror comedies that you could watch which you know there's a handful of good ones um i'd include this up there as one as one of the better ones oh absolutely um i mean what what do you what else is even in this like this genre like i mean in horror comedy uh, in horror, horror comedy there's so there's so many but like what what would you even put like black sheep into is there is there another like horde of animals that turn kind of film? Um, well, I mean, there was always a ton of like just where there's an animal and something's happened with the animal and that's driving the the story, you know. And yeah. it's just like this: the title, bats, eight-legged right. freaks, which yeah. maybe eight-legged freaks kind eight-legged of eight-legged freaks, sure, sure. And then there's just regular zombie stuff where it's just humans. Um, right. and they've played they've played like every angle you know you've got cooties where it's an elementary school um mm-hmm. there was one i just watched recently that i thought was really good um i think it was australian um where it was like kids on a field trip to a zoo and then and all the humans start turning uh, i forgot what the name of it was but it, it's definitely worth checking mm-hmm. out um, but yeah, so I mean the whole I mean the whole genre genre is great, but we've definitely put Black Sheep on the on the must watch list. Yeah. And if you uh, come down to my IMDb uh, theory about horror movies, it has a five point eight. Five point eight. It's almost a six, which is which is like the golden <laughs> number for yeah. uh, for a horror movie on IMDb. Which Lamb has a six point three, which. I mean, that might as well be best picture, <laughs> with, right? Yeah. With that, with that high of a rating. All right. So, um, what do we want to talk about next? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, in conclusion, yeah, those are just two great things. Uh, yeah. Movies that have a a farmland type thing. Oh, the other thing that the honorable mention that I wanted to discuss, I don't know if you came across, you probably didn't watch it. I just mentioned it. That film isolation. No, I don't think Do you remember me that. telling you about it. Yeah. I, I sent you a link to, to its page at some point. Uh, it's just a farm horror isolated, uh, farmstead where cow farming is the name of the game. But like there's an early scene of birthing a, uh, a baby cow. And it's like, it's intense because it's like a baby cow. And like, I won't spoil how things happen, but like something happens during birth and they have to take extreme measures to save this cow. And I think that it's all real. I don't know. doesn't matter. 
but like something is wrong with this cow where there's like a, a creature um, inside this cow and that it gets loose, but there's only like two people on this farm and it's dark Ireland farm. And it yeah. kind of reminded me of each of these films in a different way, but it's a tangential watch that I, I would recommend alongside these ones is it's worth a, a, it's worth a sit through. It's not, I think as good for different reasons, but it's worth watching. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what do we want to hop to? That you want to catch up on? Yeah, I feel our... like I feel like uh, we we can wrap on uh, on I know what you did last summer. Okay. And uh, and maybe next time we'll we'll talk about Chucky and, and finish that up. Um. So I think we only got up to episode four or five in the. Uh, Last summer, in the in mukbang. The this mukbang was the last episode that we talked about. Was the last one. So episode six, seven, and eight are what is remaining on our discussion for. I know what you did last summer. So do you want to just do an or I don't want to do a beat for beat on. No, absolutely not. Let's just talk about let's let's put them all three together as if they were one episode, and uh, and just talk about the highlights. Okay. I'm gonna need a little bit of a refresher, but that's fine. We got resources yeah. here. Yep. Um, uh, to... <laughs> <are we? laughs> like where? Like when did this website get so hard to navigate? Uh, which one is that? Uh, IMDb. Like I used to be able to. Oh sure. Just type in what I wanted, and I'd get everything I I wanted. Uh, <laughs> and now it's like, no. Uh, all right, so mukbang. All right, all right. At least you had a spare. More devastating mm-hmm. truths are unearthed by Lennon as the crew frantically search for one of their own who has gone missing. Um, so that would be after the um, the infiltration of the the cult compound which that woman was living in, right? Um, Correct. And. And I forgot the name of the girl, but it was the drug dealing girl. Which one? The drug dealer. Oh, Riley. 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 So yeah. Riley is is dead, but maybe not dead. But then she's definitely dead. But then maybe not dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, is this the one that's this starts on um the morning of right. Yeah, she somehow crawls to her house. This is right after they have the showdown at Clara's place where they go their yep. separate ways, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you just see you see what actually happens in this episode, right? You see the... Right, she gets You her, see her getting attacked, her right, hand she, chopped off. She gets her hand chopped off and stabbed, like, through the middle of her chest. Somehow, yeah! Somehow missed all the vitals. That's fine. Right. I guess. I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then crawls to her house. Like, I feel like it mm-hmm. was miles. <laughs> it was miles, and it was just insane. It didn't make any... Is... Yeah. And then she crawls all that way just to get picked up by one of the suspect killers. Like, one of the potential villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one who owned the compound, whose house we were just at. And then... The next time we see, she's dragging Riley into the cave, but yeah. um, weird, you know, crazy dude's there. What's his name? Yeah, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan's there. Right. The he sees it. Yeah. Riley was in love with sees it, and then by the end of this episode, 
it's revealed that um, he killed Clara and then put Riley in that, um, that, that honey ceremonial mixture. honey uh, <laughs> thing. When did the, do the eyes move? Right now, or is it at the end of the movie? No, that's the, that's the end of the series. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, what's yeah. happening? Stupid. <laughs> like, like you, just, you go off the rails so hard you do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand that horror as a trope, as we talked about last week, has to have that cliffhanger for the sequel. In, in but they the, still in, did in it with the resolution of the other events. They didn't oh, need to do this part. Oh, absolutely, and I was actually okay with the original ending. Which, all right, we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. So the next. Which again, it's like if your if your idea is okay, let's hit tropes. One of the tropes everyone makes fun of it. People end the movies horribly and do a dumb little quick reveal. That's what people hate about the trope. It's not a good trope. (laughs) So you've already left some things to happen. Why would you reinforce that one? All right. But anyways, next episode. If only dogs could talk. The town races uh-huh. to find the killer before another victim is claimed. Calm seems to be restored as the killing stops until the police make a gruesome discovery. Okay. I don't understand. I don't remember what they're talking about here. So let's find out. Um... Oh, you know, just stop. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Sorry, I was just pulling it up on uh, different synopsis. Is it fresh? Yeah. Oh, my dogs can talk. Episode 7 recap. Okay. Sure. Okay. okay oh, so... so Allison hooked up with Dylan, right? Um, was that at the end of last episode, or that's at the beginning that... of this one? I think that was at the end of six. That was at the end of last episode, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so she lies to Margot about it. Tells mm-hmm. Margot that Dylan's got to be the killer. Because he's stalking her, uh, and we obviously we know so we know he did that weird stuff with Clara. Um, yeah, she's trying to make sense that he. She's trying to make a story or a reason as to why he's being crazy and suspects that she is actually her sister. Right. So she's right. planting the seed in Margot's head that gets her off the hook because she's the one that confided in him. Yeah, hey, I'm actually Allison. Right. Um, Margot. Downs... Which was kind of dumb because why would she do that? Yeah. Uh, she just felt vulnerable and wanted to not deal with it. But it's like, you have to keep dealing with it. This is going to ruin everything. He's not going to be cool. He's already moved on. Margot just returned from a sabbatical at a at a you know one of her rehab spas or mental health spas. Right. And yeah, uh, after the mukbang, the relapse, and all that, yeah. she left. Right. She's uh, she's chugging down a tub of Cool Whip uh, when an intruder yeah, when an intruder throws her through a plate glass window. <laughs> right. Um. And runs away. 
uh, doesn't finish her off is n- not the killer. Yeah, just, it just leaves. Yeah, just... it just it just happens, right? And then you see uh, Dylan eventually goes back to the station to confess to uh, the chief what Allison told him. Right. And I think oh, that's the is that the close of this one. Well, we also get um, Allison's mother uh, is back and alive. Twist. Yeah, and as soon as <laughs> yeah, which we talked about, you know that, that she's going to be a play, but I suspected a long time ago that she was the one doing it. But nope, nope she's not. Uh, she's just back to tidy up some paperwork. With, yeah. With oh, she wanted the uh, like the Bible or something that the the cult has. Right, that special Bible. Uh, and the, her her ex husband Bruce um, is supposed to know it or how to get it. Right. Uh, you should have told me our daughter died, she says to Bruce. Right. In a... And as soon as she sees uh, Allison, she's like, Allison? Okay. You can kind of expect, like, okay, mother knows her daughter. But yeah. also, um, no. There's... <laughs> they're identical when, after all this time, when you haven't seen them, you still know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. We, we also now know that Clara was married to Bruce. Um, uh, yeah, I think that they wrapped that up, right? Yep. Um, and when does this, how does this one end? I'm pretty sure just with Dylan going in, doesn't it? Dylan goes like to the him. cops. Yeah. Yeah. And he tells the chief, uh, everything. He just spills it. Right. Place. Yeah. I don't think he gets into it. I think he says, like, you just see him going in. And I think it's the next step. The final episode starts with him divulging everything and then things really start to uh to speed up and conclude right so the final episode your next life could be so much happier and all right i gotta say that there's a part of me that was actually glad by the by the very end the 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 actual conclusion um just because i just because i like to root for the main character even if they're despicable, uh, even, <laughs> even if they're yeah. the villain, it's insane if, how even if she's they turn the bad out, guy. Even if they turn out to be the villain, right? Like, okay. So, uh, if you haven't finished it yet, we're gonna reveal everything. <laughs> right. They'll try to. Uh, so, so yeah, he, Dylan is at the station. He's relaying everything but he's coming off as just insane he's going through trauma that's what the chief thinks that this is just the way that you're responding to it and she's like trying to she's just hushing him up like she's listening but she's like this is ridiculous and absurd um and he just sounds ridiculous and absurd with the way he's delivering everything because he's frantic and kind of hyped up about it and loud and obnoxious and so it's not the way to convince uh a police officer that you are of clear mind and this is truthful. It seems unreal. Right. So um, the showdown goes back to the compound um, where Allison... We're going to jump all the way to the end? Okay. I mean, I... Mean, I are, are we? Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, I yeah, mean, the... more or less, the chief starts asking around. But everyone, including Bruce and all that... Like, the chief doesn't believe it. And now you can already see even Bruce, her father, is already blaming, yeah, Dylan's kind of crazy. Dylan doesn't, I can't believe he said that. Like, that's insane. 
And there's a photograph that the chief has of Allison that she gives to forensics to try to corroborate what Dylan's right. saying. And so right. he, she takes that, and that's happening during this episode. Right. And, uh, and but every step that the chief gets, they're shutting it down. They're shutting it down. Dylan is what, crazy. What I love about that is that it comes back with a 100% match. The one that's alive is Lennon. Because yeah. the, fa- the father was smart enough to switch the pictures. Right. It's yes, just... and we all know in police investigations, they rely on one photograph of an individual <laughs> uh, to do a yeah. test to see if this person is this person <laughs> off of a zoomed-in thing of a mole or whatever. The... It's yeah. preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> but that's this show. But well, well, that's just it, too. It's like, while the showdown is happening, we're... Every every single other theory is getting shut down. Right? Yeah, yeah. The doors are closing real so, quick about what's yeah. going to happen. And I'm like, you keep thinking this, and then nope, this, nope. And nope. the whole series has done that the whole time. Yeah, and so so when it comes to the showdown, we're like, we're like, it's probably Dylan, but it kind of doesn't make sense for it to be Dylan at this moment because of things that we know Dylan did, but nobody else does as the viewer. But right. like he's like the only suspect, unless we're gonna pull a random pull pull a theory out yeah. of our ass or like a guess, um, and it and just happened to be right. So Allison's mom is at the compound. Um, Allison goes to the compound. Dylan goes to the compound. Yeah, they're together now. They're Allison together. And Dylan, Allison right? and Dylan are, are together because. Now. Um, I can't remember how Margot separates from them. Margot sends them there somehow. Yeah, or did did they get a text from the killer yeah. about the about the mom being there? I think that's... Margot tells them that. Yeah. Some for some reason, yeah. That okay. the, that Allison's mother is there. Yeah. So, so either Margo, way, like, sends them out there. Either way, they get there, and on this like operating table type structure there's the mom dead yeah just immediately just no, dead nothing you don't get to see it no dialogue. Hey, she was here there's interesting stuff that happened she was after this book that had important things well guess what uh we're done with that she's yeah. just dead now so what allison allison they split up dylan and allison split up at yeah. this point and then allison sees the mother but she, and then she hears crying and she goes into the next room and that's where it is sort of revealed or beginning to all as insane as it seems Margot has baited this trap yes uh margo does margo kill dylan that's not happening yet she has okay. the conversation with allison she, first. she reveals it to allison first right yes okay uh she's talking about her plan that she killed the mother and i think at right away she stabs allison right in the stomach and she starts talking oh, about how she's right. known all along, and you had did this, and you yeah. should like. Right. She's going through. She's all the exposition yeah. of the who done it, why the, I did yeah. it. This here's the big reveal. Yeah, here's the big. I did yeah. it for love. I did it for Lennon. I did it for the real Lennon. Um, I you know I knew all along exactly. Like we said, <laughs> in the, was it last episode or the episode before, when we were talking about how did Margot not know. Was our was our biggest question, right? How did Margot <laughs> yeah. not know? It was our biggest question. She would and, know, and we never they were intimate partners. They were intimate. Like she's the, if anyone would have just known, it would have been Margot. And we 
we didn't let that make us think she might have been the bad guy. <laughs> but here's the thing, and here's why I think it's a ridiculous... There's two things. I can see why I thought that it was ridiculous, why I would never have thought that, but I can also now convince myself here's reasons why it actually kind of does work out. Is It's little frail Margot. So yeah. you're telling me that Margot is the one that set up these rude Goldberg contraptions to kill Johnny and the coach right. at the same time and behead all this and run around. And then the, 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 the hitch with the bulldozer or whatever that hanged the other character. Yeah. Margot well, did all this. She so is, she that's my great thought. Shape, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> the only thing that I thought then that could explain it is the wealth, the protection from the mother and the security guard her bodyguard that's always around could be doing a lot of this with her or for her. And they, they just never discussed. That's me hypothesizing right. what would make sense for her being the person. It would only be if these other characters had a role to play in her masterminding of this whole thing, which is ridiculous, but that's the only way I can make sense of it. So the way it is. Yeah. Well, they do, <laughs> so, they do, they do reveal that the, that the bodyguard assisted. Right, yeah, the pushing, and uh, and that. Well, how does she reveal it? Does she say like that he did such and such? They, no, they. I mean, I mean they, they don't spell out. They they did it in like side flashes, side or, or side you know little right. flashbacks of him like putting a body in the in the trunk and stuff like that. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. So like he he was um, definitely there. Like she couldn't do anything without him, um, the way the mom was. So he had to have known, and he was mm-hmm. definitely complicit. Um, right, and so it ends with her telling Margot more or less is just putting all of her feelings out there. Right. Oh, she... yeah. the, the 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 best part of this ending, I think, is that uh, you know, I, obviously, I I was wrong because we've watched it so long ago. Uh, didn't she didn't kill Dylan, right? Uh, Dylan is no, no, Dylan no, no. is Dylan is injured, and Allison is injured um, by the hand of Margot. Dylan, yeah, Dylan comes up and confronts them. Dylan's not even injured. Oh, he's at dead. all. No, he's not. He, Margot more or less has pitted Allison with the choice. Once Dylan arrives, he sees it and he's going to expose it. He knows the real right. thing because Allison's already told him and he sees Margot doing this to Allison. So he knows that she's the one that's done it and he tries to expose it. He's got the gun on <clears throat> Margot, but the cop shows up. She flies, right. shows up and Margot starts running her mouth saying he's did it. He did it all. Right. He's done it all. Lennon, tell him, tell the chief the truth. And so the chief's like, who stabbed you? Who stabbed you? And she now has the choice. Do I acknowledge that I've lived a lie and, uh, you know, acknowledge that I've I've done all this? Do I blow it wide open? I killed my sister. Yeah, I blow it wide open and send Margot to And accept responsibility for my decisions or do I go along with the game of this twisted fuck and and live this fantasy that I've been living for you already and send Dylan to jail yeah as a murderer and I I did not think that she I thought she would take the the high road and fall on the sword and say no Margot's psycho I was hoping that she would that's what I thought should have happened what's crazy but she doesn't and and I was hoping that she wouldn't (laughs) when she pinned it on Dylan I was like they just like made this clusterfuck of an ending kind of good. 
because yeah. what, what we see next is like her and Margo on the cliffs, right? Looking over right where everything's yeah. always happened, right? And they like leave together and it's it's not like a sentiment a sentimental moment. It's a moment of well, now there's like two potential crazy serial killers in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and they might be in love with each other and that's kind of cool. Like yeah. Like I, I, what I liked was was how how it truly ended, the end of the end, the aftermath of the mm-hmm. climax. Like like getting yeah. there was really messy and sloppy, and yeah, there was like uh, loose ends all over the place. Yeah. Um, absurd things happening. Yeah. Completely absurd things happening, like like the honey statue eyes opening. Uh, <laughs> But I really did like the turn. And the turn was also um, kind of a statement in that there was no hero. No one was... There was no... Every single person in this uh, plot is a bad person. They're all bad Mm -hmm. people. They all definitely deserved what they got. Um, you know, we just don't get to see Margot and Allison's eventual fate. Um, right. But but everybody else definitely, <laughs> like, even Dylan, like, deserved, um, you know, maybe not life in prison, but, you know, even Dylan was definitely a bad guy. He was uh, Clara's, um, like, right-hand mm-hmm. man, his, his, uh, his apprentice, her apprentice. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nobody nobody was good. Right. Everyone <laughs> had blood on their hands. Yeah, they were all yeah. bad, damaged characters. But yeah, so he's taken off as a psycho. He's the fall guy, and everyone is seemingly left to live their happy life on the on the island. Now, what I love about this, too, um, if you look through episodes one through seven on IMDb, they're all rated about six and a half is like the average, um, which which generally would be a good show or a good horror show anyway to tune into. <laughs> then you look, the season finale has a 4.5. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, has the most, it's just a... it has the most reviews. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone they had to say something. Now... I'm just seeing this for the first time, and maybe you already know this. There was a post-credit scene. Oh no way! I'm reading in the post-credits. I didn't see it because I was like, "Okay, that's enough. That's yeah. ridiculous." Oh, let's in the talk post-credits, about it. it's this. Margot explains how she carried out all the murders. This person writes, "It's a little for the writers to squash the explanations in a monologue by Margot when the episode has already ended." But in the end, it looks like the writers ran out of steam with the story. It's a truly, truly convoluted finale, and one that never really nails the thriller uh, young adult series. Uh, I would love to watch it. I feel bad that I didn't, but I wouldn't have expected a post-credit scene. Plus, in the era of streaming, who sits through the effing credits? Yeah, no, that's it's true. not. It's not a Marvel movie. Yeah. Why would you do that? Amazon would have already played the next thing on my playlist yeah, before yeah. the credits. Five and then, seconds yeah. passed, and you're already on to the next series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you it can't even have... get up to pee. 
And because it was a season finale, it would have been a suggested series and no doubt something awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, at any rate, so yeah, the thing that we already talked about, the where it just pans onto Riley's corpse, who's been dead for days, who was amputated, stabbed through the chest, but she's covered in honey now and there's magic and her eyes are opening. So stupid. Right. And And what's... Okay, so... You know, I can suspend disbelief for horror all day, every day. And you're going to you're gonna have this weird kind of cult, ritual, religious ceremony that might mm-hmm. suspend life or extend life or yeah. heal or whatever. I'll take it. I wish there was it. more of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that element. I wish yeah. there was more of it through the series. Yeah, go ahead. Introduce some sort of paranormal element. I'm along for the ride. Uh but let's talk about season two potential for I Know What You Did Last Summer. All of those characters are dead. So literally yeah. all of this uh, religious quasi-paranormal groundwork you have laid uh, and and didn't do anything with, you can't do anything with it now. Um, if you're going to have these characters uh. return, if you're going to have these characters return, it's going to be Allison and Margot. If you're not going to have these characters return, you know, it's it becomes an anthology series and you're starting a whole new thing over anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know. Uh, seems like a Yeah, waste. the decisions that are made are just, it's just, they don't make sense. It's it's very loose. You know, there's no need to have the, the chief and uh, Allison's father have such weird fetishy sex. It's just for fun and shock value. Like it's, which is, I guess part of horror but you know there's all this it just becomes a distraction or an unnecessary little thing where it's like you're just placating and you're not doing it honestly and i think that's what for me stops this from being as good as a series like chucky is you're using pre-existing subject matter or an intellectual property as a name and you're not paying homage or utilizing it in a respectful manner and i think that this says that more yeah than anything else that it's just it's not honoring it the way that i would want to see it yeah i I just like you mentioned the thing a little while ago like the thing took the original and and did it in a different way but respected the original sub uh, source this i don't think does in the same way in some ways but in the end no yeah yeah i think the thing prequel um is a is a great movie if um if it doesn't have the cg monsters and has the animatronics right um whereas this uh, yeah, okay, we're in an age of streaming and it's an Amazon show, but if this was um, regular television, this would have been on the CW and there would have been, you know, or the WB, whatever you want to call it, and mm-hmm. would have just been this this over-dramatized, you know, everybody in the show is sexy and everybody's having sex and, yeah. uh, you know, you just take the, the, the cursing out of it and boom, you've got it on network television. Um, mm-hmm. The... And, and that's, I think, is also my biggest complaint um, is, you know, not that I have a problem with gratuitous sex. Uh, it's that it didn't do anything. It, it wasn't for the plot. It, it, didn't, it didn't move right. the story forward. It was literally just, uh, you know, to tantalize or to like mm-hmm. some people are watching this show because of the sex and not watching the show because of the story, and that, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why? No. There's there is so much media uh, being created right now 
because of streaming. Like, you can watch a thousand shows you've never seen. Um, no. And so why am I going to watch I Know What You Did Last Summer? Um, you know, I'm going to watch it for the horror and the story. And I'm going to, you know, furrow my brow at the at the scenes that don't make sense and that the stuff that's just put in there to be shocking. And, and I'm going to wish that it was just written a little better. Yeah. I'd like to know how the demographic that they're targeting responds to it. I'd love to know how high schoolers feel about that. Sure. Sure. Right. Because their demographic is not, you know, 40 year old horror fans. Right. We have a a certain (laughs) refined palette, obviously. Uh, but so how do kids respond to this? I, I would love to know how this tests with them. If they're like, yeah, this is sweet. This is cool. And why is that? Is it because they have no frame of reference? Is it because it does all the dumb, exciting, in-your-face type stuff that they are into? You know, like, because it was a lot of music, a lot of sex, a lot of, um, you know, little clothing and just kind of like um, like modern speak and language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, it was like it was... mean girls talk, but... Yeah. Current 2021. But current, but current exactly. It was, <laughs> right. you know, it, it was set in Hawaii too, right? So it's everybody, right. everybody's scantily clad in day-to-day life, apparently. Because, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, nobody wears a whole shirt in, no. uh, in Hawaii. So I'd like to know how they felt because, yeah, I, I'm unsatisfied with it. Yeah. As a whole, there are definitely moments where I was on board and I had fun. I enjoyed the mystery and yes. enjoyed peeling it up, uh, the layers and trying to figure it out, but it it just didn't come together the way that I would yeah. want it up to it. I, I I agree. The mystery was messy, um, but overall the reveal for me was satisfying. Uh, yeah. It was a bumpy road that had. A couple good moments, but overall, mm-hmm. overall, I wouldn't recommend. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't no, suggest no. somebody. I wouldn't suggest somebody watch it. Uh, well, and it's kind of jacked up. Like, dude, they're each an hour long. I watched eight of these episodes. Like, that was a, I could have watched three real, four really good movies in the time <laughs> I spent watching this piece of garbage. In the end, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad yeah. I saw it, but I'm annoyed that I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I saw it too because I actually really did like the the end, right? Like her yeah, the conclusion's her, fine. her picking Margot, turning on Dylan, no matter what her reason was, was it because Dylan rejected her when she revealed that she was actually Allison? Um mm-hmm. or you know, is it because she finally or she's like I can't reveal that I'm Allison yeah. to to I'm the world? I'm selfish and I yeah. yeah. I want uh, to keep living that lie. I don't want to be in trouble, so I'm going to go along with yeah. this that gets me out of trouble. I'm not going to face responsibility. Yeah, yeah, which, which is a bad lesson to teach people. Yeah, but, I know. But it, but I don't think that that it's a lesson that is learned by the viewer because it's the villain who's ma- who's making the choice, right? Um, right. Kind of like you know you have if you have something horrible you want to say, you always have the the fool say it so that you can get away with it because that character is always supposed to be wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the villain makes a bad decision, like it's not necessarily like 
teaching kids to make bad decisions because it's the yeah. villain. You're not supposed to identify with this guy. You're not supposed to. Yeah, I kind of feel like they're like, yeah, she did the right thing. Fuck Dylan. <laughs> Like, right, wait, right. No, I, guys. That yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's how I feel. Not, I feel not anyway. cool. Yeah, I, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, fuck Dylan. Go with Marco. Go become spree killers. Like, so I know she did Last Summer Part Two. Like, they're fucking. They start in California and they just drive east and they're just killing people at yeah. gas stations. Like that. Could, <laughs> Thelma and Louise in it. Thelma and Louise in it, and like. And hey, you get a, a a lot of uh, a lot of lesbian sex, and like, you know, people tune right in, like just gratuitous yeah. crap, just just crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. they that's what they left for season two. <laughs> what could have been? You know? What could have? What could have been? <laughs> what still can be, season two? Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's potential. I know what you did this summer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a summer long that they that they go on a spree sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right uh, okay uh i mean i think that is that gonna do it i think that does it for the uh the final audio uh episode uh episode yeah. four uh once again go back redownload episode one um and then uh tuesday january 4th 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv forward slash podcast recently deceased. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, we'll, I am so looking forward to it. And this is the episode is going to be uh, sort of 2021 year in review horror. Absolutely. We should do, uh, we'll be doing our top fives um, and, okay. and we'll be talking about the whole year. Everything's fair game. Um, we should yep. even, we'll probably even talk about, uh, some TV shows too, but, uh, but we'll be definitely sure. doing our top Things that... movies list. Yeah. Yeah. That's in, uh, so I'm even catching up and watching some more that I didn't get a chance to. So I'm trying to be very sincere in giving everything that, uh, that was released or had an, uh, that we all had an uh, option of watching this, this year in one way or another, uh, so that to point people in the right direction of. What can just add, go on your shelf? You know, that's yeah. my goal. Right. These yeah. will change you or impact you or leave a good impression. You'll want to show other people these movies to bring them into your circle of watching this stuff on, uh, you know, once a month type thing, little horror club type viewing because it's just awesome. It's fun. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do. Showcase those films. Those Def- films. Yeah, definitely stuff you're going to want to own, not stuff you're going to be yeah. like, Oh, I can stream it on Hulu. No. This is a stuff you buy the Blu-ray, you buy the DVD, you buy the HD, whatever, 4K, whatever they're up to. You, you get the merchandise, <laughs> you get the shirts, you get the shoes, you get the pop, you get it all because yeah. you love it. That's right. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I was Nate Roberts. Uh, I was and will continue to be Rodney Godak. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs> All right, brother. See ya.